Hello everyone, welcome to Chai With Us podcast. This is episode number 47. I am Erica, the personal developer. Hi, and I'm Ivana from Oko Isabel. Yay, and today we are going to talk about things that people told us that completely changed our lives somehow. Uh, we're going to share uh, three sentences each, I, I guess. I have yeah. three. How many have you got? I have three as well. Okay, cool. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited, but <laughs> I'm excited about this episode because I may be sharing things that I didn't share before. Uh, so let's see how it goes. <laughs> they go yeah. deep. I don't know. <laughs> you want to go ahead and start your first and share your sure. first? Sure. So my first one was shared with me by one of my grandmothers. I don't remember which one, but she said to make your own money and don't depend on a man for your bread and butter. Ha! Huh. There you go. I love this woman already. That's it. Yeah, I think it's important because our grandmothers probably came from a culture where most of them depended on the man for the paycheck and then um, maybe had to even stay in a marriage that maybe they didn't want to stay in just because they didn't have any ways to earn an income. Mm -hmm. And so they were very adamant about this, about like be able to support yourself so that you don't have to depend on somebody else to do it for you. Yeah, and I think it's beautiful that she shared this with you because she comes from a generation that's, the mentality in general, mm-hmm. like you should get married and the, the, the man should provide. If that's yes. your thing, I mean, there's nothing wrong about it. But I think that it's good that she opened your eyes to different ways of living, right? So if exactly. you support you, it's up to you. But you, she opened your eyes like, okay, mm-hmm. you can be independent and not depend mm-hmm. on, a, on a man, on a guy to... That's and really cool. it's very empowering to be able to make your own money and to know that you can do whatever you want with your money. Yeah. You don't have to ask anyone for permission to do anything. It's incredibly empowering. Yeah. I do have a thing about like, I don't mind if people, if, if man, my boyfriend, if he buys me something, mm-hmm. but I like to know that I have my own money. It's just yes. like, uh, uh, for me, it's like a big thing. Uh, I need to feel independent because then... Mm-hmm. For me, at least, maybe uh, there's a problem with me, but for me, at least, there is something that happens about when there is like an imbalance on on that, that it's like a situation of power or less Mm -hmm. power, you know, when the other person has, uh, he's providing for you. Like one thing is that you need, you are in the phase of life that you need money and uh, the person is there for you. I think that's admirable. Uh, And it can go both ways, but be in a position where you always depend uh, on the other person. I think it's, uh, it's complicated because then you can feel trapped and Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of stories, unfortunately, uh, about women that were trapped in their marriages because they didn't know how to provide for themselves. They didn't know anything Mm -hmm. about finance or how much money do they actually have on their accounts. Uh, yes. it was it was crazy for some people and so. I think it's also important to take care of your finances yourself because so yes. many women depend on the man to take care of all the finances and they just yeah. are like oh it's too complicated I'm not going to do it I'll just let him do it and I think yeah. that's a big mistake I think you need to have your own money mm-hmm. I need you need to be financially independent and be able to take care of your finances and know where's every dollar going to like what am I spending my money on yeah 
Uh, that's very good advice. And I think it's amazing that you got this advice for someone within your family, very close to you, because mm -hmm. a lot of us didn't have like this, um, uh, an example, a role model that would tell us, you know, what to do and show us that we, we've got, we can choose, we get to choose yeah. what we want and, and to empower you. I think that's, that's very beautiful. For example, mm -hmm. I did not have that, that role model that, that told me, listen, uh, you know, uh, you must be independent. You must, you know, some guidance is always appreciated. Yeah. It's so beautiful that you told you that. It's so really true. Cool. Thank you. Sure. What's yours? Uh, oh my God. You know, you know, we're so similar. <laughs> so my first one was actually from an old lady I used um, I used to work um, in a retirement house, you know, with a lot of old people. I used to be the receptionist and I used to do admin work. So I spent about two years around old people and <laughs> I've learned so much. And it's crazy because I was so young. Uh, uh -huh. I was about 20 years old, something like that. I can't believe I had so much, so many responsibilities at that time. Uh -huh. uh, but I did have a lot of contact with old people um and with seniors and one lady told me one day do not marry with someone that you do not love like mm -hmm. don't be with someone just to be with someone and it was one of the best advices ever in my life uh, I was in a, in some crazy relationships and very weird and you know I loved a lot of crazy people uh but somehow I always got to some strength to just pull myself out and do yeah. the healthy thing. Uh, and I think that hearing things like that, you know, it, it sticks to your brain. I was so young and I, and I still mm -hmm. remember to this day about the conversation. Uh, she got married to run away from her stepfather uh, who was very abusive to her. A mm -hmm. similar story to mine. And, um, and so she got married to escape. Uh, and mm -hmm. she told me that story and she was like, don't do that. It's not worth it because you're going to get in another, into another prison. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was, I, I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and it was very good, amazing advice. Just like, don't jump into relationships just because and don't, Commit yourself if you are not ready for commitment, if you are not even sure what's happening, if you don't love the person, like mm -hmm. if you don't feel that thing that uh, I could be with this person forever, not like I could be with this person forever, like we're 16, <laughs> right? But mm -hmm. really that feeling of, you know what, I saw this person, like the good and the bad, and you know what, I still love this person pretty much. I think that is so important what you just mm -hmm. said. And it goes along with mine. I think yeah. back in the day, it was so important for women to get married, to have yes. a sense of security and stability mm -hmm. because they, they weren't able to be financially independent. And, or maybe just, you know, we grew up with this belief, or oh, if I just meet somebody, marry them, I'm going to be in love. And all of a sudden I'm going to be happy. And that's not yeah. true at all. Yeah. If anything, you might have even more problems because here's this person that's co coming in with their own issues, their own problems that are just going to add more things to you as well. Mm -hmm. And so I completely agree with everything that you just said. I think it's so important not to be with someone just for the fact that to say to someone, oh, I have somebody. I think that's what a lot of women do. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's 
I feel very like sad for them to to for for them to feel like this that's a must like I have to have someone and you don't like no one says that you have to you can be happy on your own you can be financially independent you can make it yeah and if you are spending time with people that you do not love that are not for you then you are losing time it's just uh, and and you are losing the chance to really meet the person that you are supposed to meet because if you Mm -hmm. are busy with a relationship that it's not healthy it's not for you uh it's not meant to be then you don't have the time to look for the other person or the energy right to actually go for a healthy relationship Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, this advice is very. It, it was good. It was good for, at, at least for me. I, it changed me. A lot. I think it takes a lot of strength to walk away from a relationship that you know is not good for you. I think because yes. you always feel like you can change the person, or if you just stay with them a little bit longer, things will change. Yes. And that's not always the case. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like you can't change the person. I think the person has to want to change themselves. Exactly. I mean, we're changing. We're evolving every day. I'm sure I'm not going to be the same five years from now. My boyfriend Mm -hmm. is not going to be the same five years from now. We are adapting to each other without losing ourselves in the middle, which is something that used Mm -hmm. to happen to me before. Like I, I lost myself sometimes in relationship and it's, it's hard. It's hard to walk away because then you are like, am I going to be alone? Mm -hmm. You know? And if you, if you don't believe that you deserve love, then it's even more complicated because yes. I don't deserve love anyway. I rather just stay with this, whatever you have at the moment, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you never know where love is going to find you. I had a teacher who on uh, in her rehearsal dinner, she walked out of the wedding. Like she finally decided like, this is not the man I want to marry. And she walked out and she went to a bar with her maid of honor and they just started drinking. And this was like something like, you know, 30, 40 years ago that like, you just didn't do that. Like you didn't walk out on a wedding, but she had the guts to do that. And she met her future husband in the bar that night. Oh my God. So how crazy is that? I love that story. You never know where you're going to meet the love of your life if you have one. And if you don't, you don't have to have one. It just depends on like what you want. Like you said, you have to love yourself first. Yeah. True story. Oh my God. That was so, imagine if she got, I'm thinking about the story now. Imagine she, if she got married to that person that she did not love. Like, yeah. what, what will happen? You know, what kind of life would she have? She would live with someone that she doesn't love. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she would probably resent him, resent him for the rest yeah. of their lives. Or I don't know, but man, that's, that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one I have is actually a quote that I read in the book. Mm -hmm. by Paulo Coelho and it's from the alchemist and he said that when you want something all of the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it and I completely believe in this because in 2015 I used to work as a lawyer and I didn't like my job and all of a sudden I just quit my job and I went traveling and the way that things happened like in two weeks I was still working but I found a new renter for my apartment I got out Mm -hmm. of the lease I moved all my furniture out. I got a visa to India. And imagine get doing all these things while you're still working 40 hours a week. I know. And it all just like all of a sudden, all these like doors started opening for me and everything just started happening. Like, you know, I had a party, a going away party. I left and I went traveling. And she read this quote after all of this happened to me. So that's how I know that it's true. 
Um, and I really believe it. I think if you really want something bad enough in your life, the universe is going to find a way for you to have it. It might not be when you want it, but uh, it's going to happen. I think that's the biggest lesson to learn is, is yeah. to wait. And <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love what you it's said. It's always like that. Uh, and I want to add something, okay? Like the thing yes, about please. what you said is so interesting. It's not going to happen when you want to. Uh, but I discovered something, well, it's not new, but I discovered something within myself that when you want something, you've got to be ready to receive it, yeah? So yes. it's not yes. because you want something big that it's going to happen tomorrow. You've got to be ready to receive it. So being patient mm -hmm. is very important. And I asked for things like so many times and I was like, oh my God, when is this going to happen? And then when it happened, I was like, okay, I know why this happened only now because I needed to do this, this yes. and that in order to get here. Uh, so yeah, I love mm -hmm. that you said that. It's not going to happen when you want it, mm -hmm. you know? You ask for things and, you know, it, it takes time. It takes time and you have to become the person yes. who's able to receive everything that you want so think about the person that you need to be in order to have all that right just work on that and the universe will take care of the rest i love yeah, it i agree i completely agree with you i think you have to be like you said you have to be ready for it and maybe at the time that you're asking not everything has aligned for you just yet but it's going to happen so you just you have to have faith and, and belief and and trust and patience yes true story okay I'm going to share my second one, uh, which is something that I heard uh, when I was um, starting my personal growth journey. I was like a sponge. I was reading everything I could, taking all the free trainings because I didn't have any money, free trainings uh, that I could, uh -huh. any, anything, anything. I would take anything. Um, and on my discovery, self-discovery journey, I found Lizzie Nichols, which is one of the uh, yes, I love her. people that I most admire when it comes to personal mm -hmm. growth, and when it comes to speaking, when it comes to having an at your attitude, the way you, I, I don't know, I just love her so much. Um, and she always says something. She says, you can be your own rescue. And Ooh, okay. for me, that like seriously, it changed my life because I was like, wait a minute, I can do this. I can yeah. do this. Like I can be my own uh -huh. safe. And it's something clicked on me. And I was like, okay, uh -huh. okay. I'm on my, I, I'm, I'm doing what's right. And I can do this. I can do this for uh -huh. me. Right. Because sometimes we're like, uh, I need a guy to help me, uh, I need a, a different work to sell, to save mm -hmm. me, to give me more money. I, but mm -hmm. no, you can be your own savior. And that mm -hmm. thing just made my mind blow. Like, <laughs> and I was like, yes, I can do this. I can be my own savior. I don't need anyone. I can do this. And, uh, and even, and it's a mentality that I love because even if you get help, you need to want to help yourself, right? Uh -huh. Like, it doesn't matter if you're doing therapy, if you're doing coaching, if you are 
meditating by yourself, if you are at yes. a yoga class, like nobody can do the work for you. Like you have to want to save yourself mm-hmm. and you have to have that attitude. So like, I'm going to do this for myself and I'm going to be my best friend and I'm going to do this. And so what she said just changed my life completely. I was like, okay, let's roll. <laughs> and I God. love that. I think it's so important because it just shows you how powerful we really are. Like we are our own saviors. We're our Mm -hmm. own healers. We can heal ourselves if we just do the right things that help us. Uh, And I think it's, I love that because it's, you're not looking for something outside of yourself to rescue you. Like you are looking within yourself to rescue yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, part of the the healing and starting to, you know, fix your life, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. is just to realize that like, you are responsible. Yes. <laughs> you have to take responsibility. Like what happened in the past, and it, for me, it was, it was so cool because, not that cool, I cried a lot, but now that I think about it, the discovery, the thinking about like, oh my God, like, like I cannot blame my mom anymore. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. on me. This yes. is on me. I'm an adult now. This is on me. I cannot blame anyone else. This is me my life, my future. So what am I going to do? Yes. But I think so many people love to play the victim because Mm -hmm. then we get the sympathy and it's not our fault. It's somebody else's fault. We don't have to take any responsibility for the way our life is turning out to be. Mm -hmm. But it's much harder to be like, yes, I'm in charge. This is how I want my life to do. And this is what I'm going to do to get there. Yeah, it's hard. You have no idea what to do. You are so used to, you know, blaming other people. You used to blame other people. And then all of a sudden, I I have the responsibility. I know how it feels, but it's necessary. It hurts like uh, hell, but it's worth it. Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree. I like that. So my last one is um, all my life, I've been hearing like from my parents, we we moved to America for you. We did all of this for you because we wanted you to have a better life. You know, we left our home in Bosnia and Germany because we wanted to give you a better life. And so all these years, I've carried a lot of guilt around with me and and this uh, sense of I have to make them proud. So I went into a profession that I didn't necessarily enjoy. I worked at a job that I didn't enjoy. I lived in a city that I didn't really like. And I was living a life that did not agree with me. But I thought I had to because my parents sacrificed so much for me to have this life. And so I had to be grateful for what I had, even though it was not something that I wanted at all. But I didn't know what to do about it. And then um, somebody told me like, listen, your parents didn't do this just for you. They did this for themselves as well. They yes. moved to the US because they also wanted to have a better life. Like, yes, you are one of their main reasons, but they also did this because they wanted to like have a different life and they wanted mm-hmm. to stay together. And mm-hmm. I feel like once I heard that, it, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and I no longer carried around this guilt. And so now I, I feel absolutely no guilt. I do what I want. I do. I work where I want. And I don't feel guilty at all because I know that they made a, fa- a decision for our family, but not solely for me. And so this was such like, I love that this person said this to me because I feel mm-hmm. like such relief mm-hmm. and I don't feel guilty anymore for living my life the way I want to live it. Yeah. As a kid from immigrants, we have this tendency to want to make it worth it for our, yes. for our yes. parents, carers you know, but it's right, like, you didn't ask to be born, uh, and when you are a parent, 
you have to think about like the life you want for yourself. It's not necessarily the life that your kid is going to want for themselves. And there is this um, idea that hopefully, and and nowadays it's, I think it's changing a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I shared before that I, I will not have kids, but like, our kids they don't belong to us exactly and this idea that you have kids and they have to be a continuation of who you are um no <laughs> like we are separated people right we are mm-hmm. all together and so on but mm-hmm. we have our own soul i believe we have our own soul and spirit yeah. So waiting that you would perform in a certain way that doesn't match your, who mm-hmm. you are in your spirit. I mean, I do understand. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that someone told you, you know what? Yeah. It's not your responsibility, mm-hmm. right? And this is such a good lesson because in life, it's not our responsibility to make other people happy. Exactly. Uh, this go for our parents, our partners and you know people need to be happy for themselves first Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you can add to their happiness but it's not our responsibility right we can take care of people we can do the best we can but then we are responsible for our happiness as other people are responsible for theirs so Mm -hmm. wow i think so too powerful world world's words (laughs) and of course I think my parents just want me to be happy but Mm. maybe sometimes they don't know what's going on with my life but at the same time this was more of like an internal guilt that I carried with me um Mm -hmm. and and not just that but like you know I was the only one from our family to move here the rest of our family is is back home and maybe they're not living like the best life they could be living and so I felt a lot of guilt and I feel like after this conversation I was able to just let it go and like everyone is responsible for their own life yeah and people when people tell you what to do it's not like they want to hurt you or you know on when you know that they expect something from you it's just their it's their version of happiness exactly yeah think that this will make you okay and Mm -hmm. they are talking through their experiences right yeah from their point of view from their glasses of you know we came here and this is these were our struggles and this is what you have to do so you don't have to go through whatever we, we have yeah. to do. So it's understandable uh, and it's mm-hmm. good that you could set yourself free from that. Yeah, thank you. Sure, thank you. Um, okay, so uh, my last sentence, it was, how do I explain this? Okay, it's a, it's a little bit of a long story, okay. uh, but I, I shared before uh, here, I think, didn't I? I don't know. Uh, so my father passed away recently mm-hmm. uh, and I went into this like huge spiral, like crisis, crazy anxiety. And I was like scared for myself. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? It's been a long time since I felt something that strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went and I, I, and I spoke to a therapist. Mm-hmm. And so I started my counseling um, sessions and everything. And I loved my therapist. I'm not with her anymore. She let me go. Um, but 
I, I told her, I told her a story. Um, I shared this online before, but never in a spoken way. Uh, but I, when I was um, a child, I was abused. I was in a very crazy situation with a lot of violence and sexual abuse and like that. And when I was, I was sharing this story with my, with my therapist because we got to the conclusion that the feeling of being powerless was the same. That was my issue. I was powerless yeah. again, you know? So I lost my father, I'm powerless. This is a situation I cannot do anything. So it triggered me a lot. Uh, and so I told the story of how I had to help the person uh, who uh, abused me. So the okay. guy actually was um, sick from cancer, you know, mm -hmm. and no one was there to help him. Mm -hmm. Like no one, his family, no one. And I was the person who was taking him food mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so my therapist was like, that's when you got your power back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God that is true mm -hmm. like that's when I got my power back because I was powerless for mm -hmm. so many years like in a freaking prison nightmare mm -hmm. completely and then all of a sudden I am helping this person like there is no one else yeah right? and I didn't think about this situation until recently because you know, you don't, I don't sit down and think about those things anymore. Thank God. Yeah. And it was such, it was so good to like, you know what? Because sometimes I did have this feeling of being, feeling, pow, you know, overwhelmed and powerless. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, and through the recent years, I, I've done a lot of, you know, personal growth work and everything. And this was something that was with me for a long time you know, like, mm -hmm. and it was so freeing to yeah. hear her say, you know what, you got your power back. Mm -hmm. Like 10 years ago, you got your power back. Don't worry, you have it. And it yeah. was so important to me. Like, it really changed my life again. You know, it was, I had a lot of uh, hallelujah moments. Mm -hmm woman that woman she was like I don't know she changed me I yeah. feel like this is Erica 2.0 you know <laughs> I was already the advanced version you know I overcame a lot of stuff a lot of struggle like people yeah. look at me they're like how is it possible that you were like this I'm like, I don't know I just worked on myself and with this I was like I'm now I'm like 2.0 you know because mm -hmm. I do I do have I feel like I have my power back and it's like yeah. Simple sentences, simple words. That's when you got your power back. I'm like, ah, yeah. I think it's so important that she said that to you because it, it's it's so important to know that you are in charge of your own life and that you can yes. change it. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's so cool because sometimes we do we forget that we we've got the power. We've yes. got the power. <laughs> Like until the end, until mm -hmm. the freaking end, we've got the power. And yeah. somehow I, I've always knew that, but I forgot.
Uh -huh. uh, and I do remember, I have early memories of myself as a kid. And I'm like, what the hell? I believe in souls because, because of my childhood, you know, because I've been through so many things and I've dealt with the things in a way that, and, and I think about myself as a child and I think about some of the things that I thought and I'm like, where do these things came from? Like, it's not yeah. normal. And I remember as a kid thinking to myself, they can do anything with my body, but it cannot do anything with my mind. Yes. I was nine years old. Who thinks that? Uh -huh. Like, you know, I may be an old soul. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's like, so people just change our lives in, in a minute. With, uh -huh. You know, something can just click and change our lives completely. So yeah. I love that she said that to you. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Sure. Thank you for listening. So, of course. <laughs> we want to hear from our audience. What are some things that people have said to you that have changed your life? And how has that quote or saying impacted you in which way? So please let us know. Comment, like, share uh, this conversation. Yes, please do so. And we never say this. I, I think we may be crazy, but uh, follow Click, click follow, okay? Start following us on, on YouTube. We are always, uh, we are also on Spotify if you want to listen to us there. Uh, Spotify people, uh, Spotify, Spotify people, <laughs> we see you and we appreciate you, okay? Because sometimes I forget that people are actually listening and not watching us as we speak. But luckily today we didn't do any crazy moves. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking rose tea. Mm, okay, I'm drinking passion peach. I have this, this is, uh, do you want to know what it says? Sure, what is it? I say? don't even know what I feel about this. <laughs> Love is ecstasy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is love a drug? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on, but thank you. <laughs> okay, everyone. That was it. Another episode of the Chai With Us podcast. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. Bye.